Alabama, Miami, Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Central Time. Kickoff, Mercedes-Benz Stadium from Atlanta, ABC. Aaron, the matchup, but right now you're rocking and rolling with the best, brightest, and finest right here. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine, coming to you from the magic city of Birmingham, streaming to you the show on YouTube, speaking of the channel. Go ahead right now, give a thumbs up, drop a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, turn all of those notifications on, hit that little bell so that way you can get all of your news, notes, alerts, and coverage on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. We got you covered on Facebook and Twitter as well, all forms of social media streaming to you the show. And we got a massive show prepared because today was depth chart day, the depth chart week one for Miami, baby. Coach Saban released that bad boy today, so we're going to base the show Around that, we're also going to go behind enemy lines. Got a great guest coming on, my man Manny Navarro, who covers the Miami Hurricanes for TheAthletic.com. He's coming on later in the show. That's going to be fun. And we want to hear from you today, the Bama fans, you guys that make Bama football fun, exciting, popping, thrilling, crazy, energetic. Want to hear from you today. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358. That's the number right there to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you. As always, that daily Super Chat Go, $75. Daily Go right there. Appreciate the love and the support from you guys helping us out. Got to shout out Spencer Revely, who got the party started quick with his $5 donation. Appreciate the love there from Spencer. Got to shout out my man John Ivory in the production studio one time doing his thing as he always does. So we're going to jump into right now topic number one of the conversation today, and that's going to be the three keys, the three big keys here for, for, uh, for Alabama to beat Miami this weekend in opening the college football season. Now, these are not the only keys. These are not the most important keys, but you suggest, you know, my personal three keys that you look at when you discuss Alabama-Miami. So first and foremost, you look at Bryce Young. Bryce Young has to just play his game at quarterback. It's official now. He's QB1, and he's earned it. He's worked his butt off. He's worked his tail off. He's carried that standard from the spring to the summer throughout fall camp. Coach Saban has raved about him from start to finish. Bill O'Brien has raved about him from start to finish. His teammates, the same deal. So Bryce Young has earned this opportunity to lead this Crimson Tide team against the Hurricanes. But if you look at this matchup here, you're going to have full capacity crowd in the stadium. So it's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy, rambunctious, a lot of ruckus going on. And we know naturally the first five to ten minutes of a football game, there's a lot of pressure, right? There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of adrenaline. There's a lot of energy. Because if you look at Miami, they're coming to the matchup ranked number 15th in the country. They're feeling themselves. They believe that they got what it takes. They believe they're right there. They believe that they can pull out, you know, an upset. And when you get into these high-pressure environments, it's kind of easy to overthink yourself, overexert yourself, and overcompensate. And for Bryce Young, just go out there, play your game. 
be cool, be calm, be connected, play your game, target the wide receivers in stride, get the ball to the playmakers, make the right read, make the right throw, make the right play, go through your progressions, work with Bill O'Brien. Just take the small things and build upon those small things, not allowing the external factors to take you out of your element. So for Bryce Young, the big thing for him, just play his game and he'll be okay. As we go now to the second key here for Alabama to beat Miami, the offense, you got to capitalize on explosive plays because you know Miami's defense, they got some guys. They've got some pass rushers. They've got some heavy hitters. they got some guys in the secondary, including Al Blades Jr., who continues to eat the Blades family tradition of going to the U. So uh, from, for Alabama, whether it's the running back room, Brian Robinson, Jace McClellan, Trey Sanders, Roydale Williams, whether it's the wide receivers, John Mechie, Jamison Williams, JoJo Earl, Slade Bolden, just when those big plays come about, when you have a chance to take the top off the Miami defensive secondary, Bama's got to hit on those plays, whether they, whether they be deep ball throws, whether it's you know a slant pattern and you're able to wiggle free, break loose, break a tackle, put on the afterburners, and get to the house. Because with, with, with this offense, I believe it can be explosive. I believe it can be creative. But it's got to you know find different ways to create those points, find different ways to create those opportunities on the field. So uh, for Alabama, got to be, got to be able to capitalize on those big play explosive opportunities, especially when they're permitted against Miami because Manny Diaz is going to want to blitz quite a bit here in this game. He's kind of known for those blitz packages. So if Alabama can catch Miami in a blitz, if Alabama can catch Miami in, in a rush package at the right time where it's got the right play call, it's got the perfect look, the perfect formation set up, this can be a lot of fun here in this matchup and uh, you know last but not least here for me in terms of big keys here for the Crimson Tide it's defensively setting that early tone Bama's got to come out and set this tone instantly that we back this is not the Alabama from 2018 this is not the Alabama from 2019 this is not even the Alabama prior to you know, the team getting his act together down the stretch of the 2020 season it's got to come out there, set a mean, angry, nasty, physical tone from the word go. Now, as you look on screen, these are the starters here from the depth chart. As you look at uh, Justin Boygby getting the start at defensive end, uh, DJ Dale getting the start there at nose tackle, Fidaria Mathis to start there as the other defensive end. Your linebackers, of course, at strong side linebacker, Chris Allen at weak side linebacker, Christian Harris. At middle Mike linebacker Henry To'o at the uh, at the Jack linebacker position Will Anderson, your first boundary corner Josh Job, second boundary corner Jalen Armour Davis, the star nickel roll Malachi Moore, your free safety Demarco Helms, your strong safety Jordan Battle. So you already got the look right there on defense. But whether it is running down the field, laying somebody out on special teams, punt return, kick return. Whether it's hitting De'Eric King early, getting in his face, hitting him in his mouth, making him uncomfortable early because he is coming off a uh, ACL. 
He is coming off a serious knee injury. And uh, I understand, you know, the teammates say he's good. He says he's good. Coaching staff says he's good. Team doctors say he's good. But you never know how good you really are until you get hit. And uh, when you're coming off an injury like this, especially when you are a dual-threat quarterback, your knees mean a lot to you because it's the, it's the lower extremities that allow you to create on the edge, uh, work off script, ad-lib, kind of be, you know, mobile, athletic, create out there on the perimeter. So uh, going to be on this defense. You know, how often can they get to De'Aaron King? Can they make him uncomfortable? How often will they, can they get to the run you know, and stop the run? Cameron Harris, the running back for Miami, he brings a lot to the table as well. So being able to stop the run, being able to get after the quarterback, being able to limit a lot of those explosive plays for Miami. Just basically showing the nation Bama football back. Showing the nation Bama football no longer on the back burner defensively. Showing the nation, hey, uh, we're stingy, we're mean, we're angry, we're back playing Bama football, holding up that standard on the defensive side of the football. I always reflect back to the SEC media days and five of the first six questions directed by Darian Mathis were about, you know, is the defense going to be good? Is the defense going to be great? Will the defense hold that standard? And um, if you want to motivate a group of 18 to 22-year-old kids, all you have to do is tell them you have dropped the ball. You have not. You have lost the standard. You are not playing to your best ability. You are not playing to the way that you need to be playing or you should be playing, and that's going to get those guys foaming at the mouth, chomping at the bit and saying, I'm going to show you, I'm going to prove to you, I'm going to let you see what I'm really working with here. So this is a group that got to go out there, first things first, establish that Alabama is back on the defensive side of the football. Pete Golding having that confidence calling the defensive sets there. But if Bryce Young does his thing plays his game, not worry about the external factors, don't get too high, don't get too low. Alabama's able to capitalize on some explosive plays against Miami. And then on t- and then last but not least, the defense goes out there, means business from the word go, set that physical dominant tone, send that message early to the rest of college football that we ain't pl- that Bama ain't playing around, then those are going to be three you know, huge keys there for the Crimson Tide in looking to beat the Canes but we take our first break here on the show don't touch that dial just getting started upon our return we go to the phone lines to take your calls your thoughts your tweets your chats your interactions it's game week and we want to hear from you right after this you're watching in my own words with Stephen M. Smith brought to you by we own the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace today by visiting we own the fourth quarter.com What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! Roll! Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. 
Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion and... Ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes, making memories from scratch. All right, people, we are back into the action from the break of a number one ticket for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We are in game week. Game week, Alabama-Miami on Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Central Time, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. We got a couple of super chats to get to, or a few ones to get to for that matter. We got my man Big Bill from New York with that $5 donation. Appreciate the love there from my man Bill. Behind him, we got Jimmy Cash Clay. Jimmy Batman, bad is donated in the game, Clay, with that $30 donation. And then we got McConnick with the $35 donation helping us out here on the show in love. So that daily super chat goal of $75 has been met. Appreciate Spencer Reveley, Bill from New York, Jimmy Clay, and McConnick all helping us out here. We go to the phone lines now to take your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in right there, 205-448-1358. We grab our first call of the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, Stephen Elm. This is uh, Robert from Mobile. Rob, what's happening, brother? I was about to get real now. <laughs> like you know, I was saying, the, the, the bullets are about to get live, and it's time to, uh, like Nick Saban said, they're tired of hitting each other, and it's now it's time to start hitting somebody else. Hey, uh, I'm just ready to see the million-dollar man, uh, Bryce Young, see uh, see what he can do, whether we get a uh, – what kind of quarterback he's going to be this season. I expect, you know, Mac Jones-type numbers. I mean, Mac Jones put up the most numbers in the history of Alabama football for a single season. Can't, I don't expect to see that two years in a row. That's a bit too much to ask for anybody. But, you know, Bryce, if Mac had like 4,500 yards and oh, 43 touchdowns, Bryce can get us, you know, within that 3,800 to 4,000 yards and, you know, 35 to 40 touchdown bracket. We can rock and roll with that. They'll pass and they maybe he can do a little bit more. Maybe he can get the 43 with his passing and running and rushing in season. That's doable. I'm also looking to see, um, you know, the uh, total, uh, if becomes the uh, alpha dog on the uh, with that high mo- get get a linebacking core that high motor that we've been missing for a couple three years now. So be, if he can get the linebacking core back to moving with speed and hitting with intensity and and the anticipation, that'd be something good to see again. And uh, also to get, of course running backs. Uh, I, I saw your depth chart of uh, who's uh, how the uh, depth chart is going to work. And it's good to see that, which kind of, we kind of expected Brian Robinson to be the number one. Uh, Nick Saban, you know, is always loyal to the most senior person until till, till, uh, evidence show otherwise. But his first lord, he'll always be the senior person. That's all. I mean, that's Nick Saban. That's a good way to be. That's what we want to see. Uh, Billingsley, it'll be interesting to see if he can work his way out of the doghouse, you know, work his way back up to, to number one. We know he's the most talented tight end we got. but you know, talent isn't everything. As Nick Saban shows you, you hey, it takes more than just being talent. You got to have it upstairs too. 
So hopefully Billingsley will get that together. He'll work his way up back up to number one. Absolutely, man. Appreciate that from Robert from Mobile getting us started here on a Monday game week. Bama, Miami, we take our next call. You're live on the show. What's going on? State your name and where you calling from. Steven, this is old president here from Jasper, Alabama. I missed the show there Friday. I was celebrating my mother's birthday there. She's been gone a long time. Well, I appreciate that. I sure do there. I thought she was going, I was going to put her first there this weekend. So anyway, I'll tell you what, I've been rubbing my head, searching, looking, dodging, cooking, booking. What did Billingsley do? I can't find out nothing, Stephen. I'm lost. What happened? Well, when it, 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 when it, it appears that everything uh, it feels like everything is okay now to an extent that he is on the depth chart, he is listed at tight end, he's been back in practice. Now he's going to have to work his way back to being you know, the number one guy that we all know he is and we all know the talent that he is. But it just appears that with him being back in practice, with him on the depth chart, it seems like he has gotten done what he needs to do from Coach Saban. Well, we'll see. I hope so. I hope he gets it straightened out because he's done a lot of good things last year. We need him on the field this year. We need everybody we can get. So Miami's got nine starters back on defense, nine on offense. So maybe I don't. You never know. You could have a dog fight on your hands. But anyway, everybody's looking good in the Blue Ridge game. I see Whitwell Sports. Our way back title town, Whitwell Sports. Everybody in the cities, towns, country, the states. TDA loves y'all. I do too. They appreciate every one of you. Y'all be safe, and let's remember all these people with this hurricane, Hurricane Idaho, my goodness, and our troops in Afghanistan. We, let's all have a prayer tonight and remember these two things that sometimes it's a little more important than football. But we love it all, and we're going to pray tonight for these people. Everything be well, and I'll see y'all again on Wednesday. Bye-bye, everyone. Appreciate that call. They're coming from Wayne, and absolutely our thoughts, prayers, and condolences go out to everybody in Louisiana, in Mississippi, in Alabama being affected by Hurricane Ida at this point. But we take our next call of the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on? State your name and where you're calling from. Hi, Stephen. Bill from New York. My man, you know, Big first thing Buddy I Bill. Do What's going on, brother? Well, first thing I want to say is I, I, too, want to offer my prayers to all the people affected by the hurricane, you know. And, listen, you know, I'm ready for this game. You know, the only thing that surprised me a little bit was uh, Dale being named a starter. But like the first caller said, and, and like you heard the coach say at his press conference today, things are subject to change. If Dale can produce, I'm glad to see him there. And the last thing I want to tell you is – because this is a big game, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one of my rituals. I'm gonna uh, actually it's my only one. Here's what I do: I take a can of my favorite IPA, right? And when the opening on the opening kickoff, when the kicker's foot hits the ball, I gotta open it and start drinking it before the ball's either caught or out of bounds. I got a good record doing that, and I just want to tell everybody: roll tide, and I'm ready. And thanks for taking my call. Once again, Stephen. Got to love my man Bill from New York there. Great call. Cool ritual right there. So hopefully he continues to be undefeated in doing that. We grab our next call of the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on? State your name and where you're calling from. It's your boy, Senator Hines from Phoenix City, Alabama. The pimp is in the building. Roll Tide, everybody. 
I am here, I am live, and I am in effect. It is game week, brother. And you know what? Let me tell the fans something. Do not get caught up in these doggone depths, in this depth chart. Do you know how deep we are at D-line? Hey, Bill, we're going to see some Tim Smith. Uh, DJ Dell might just be getting the first snap. But Tim Smith, I'm pretty sure he is packaged in more packages, especially when you talk about uh, against spread offenses, uh, deep offenses that want to get to the perimeter against Bama. Uh, Tim Smith is definitely going to be at that at that defensive tackle spot. His lateral quickness is 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 second to none on that team when you talk about the the size and the speed that comes with it. So it, and even uh, Jaleel Burroughs, man, I mean, I see big things happening for this offense and this defense this year. Um, I'm ready. I'm 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 skeptical about uh, special teams. Um, I, I like the the depth chart of the returners, but I'm I'm ready to see who's going to break out. And from from the word on the street and word on campus, JoJo Earl is that guy. And they say your boy uh, Ajayi Hall, yeah, he might not be getting a lot of that talk, but the boy is in on a lot of sets. He's getting a lot of second and first team reps. He's he's getting mixed in. So I'm excited, man. And then Jalen Milrow, oh my gosh, Stephen. Something special is about to happen with that kid. I post, I commented on the post. You posted um, by his jersey number, um, and I made the reference. Y'all remember the last quarterback to wear number two from uh, the Houston, Texas area? His name was Jalen Hurts. He wasn't projected to be the starting quarterback at the beginning of that season. I ain't saying Bryce Young go go out there and blow it, but hey, y'all know how saving is. You got to produce when you get out there. All that hype don't matter on that game field. But that's all I got, Stephen. I'm amped up, man, as you can tell. Uh, Blue Wrist Gang, shout out to y'all in the chat. I see y'all, man. Keep showing love. We about to get this thing popping this week. Roll Tide, Roll Miami, this Saturday, September 4th, 3.30 Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to be in front of my TV, and I'm joining Bill on the ritual. I'm out, Steven. Appreciate the call there from my man, Senator Hines, out of Phoenix City, getting us rocking and rolling here on a Monday. We're going to go to a quick topic before we take another call here, and this is on one DeMarco Hellum. So, Coach Saban did update us on Alabama starting free safety DeMarco Hellams. He will be questionable for the game against Miami. Still dealing with a slight you know, ankle issue. Suffered a minorly sprained ankle during, during Alabama's second scrimmage. Hasn't been able to practice as much, though he's been named the starter. Saban, Saban uh, the team listed him as questionable. If he does go, he goes, he starts. If DeMarco Helms is not going, then you look at Brian Branch, who was listed behind him, number two, at that free safety spot. But Helms is listed as questionable for this game, trying to work back from um, a little minor knee sprain there. A little minor ankle sprain there, excuse me. But we go back to the phone lines to take another call. You are live on the show. What's going on? State your name and where you're calling from. Hey, this is Devon from D.C. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great, man. And yourself, how you feeling? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm not worried about this game. Uh, there's a few things that gives me, you know, complete comfortability playing this team. Uh, the first thing is, I don't know if people have really seen Bryce Young, and I know this is different, but he played at the highest level of high school football in the country at modern day. And I've seen this guy play in the D.C. area against St. John's, where I'm from, St. John's College High School, another prominent, pretty uh, high-ranking high school program. He had 550 total yards, and he had like 450 in the second half. They were losing. And this guy had 450 total yards in the second half against a team full of D1 guys on the other side. And I just think the thing that he's going to do 
is we've had Jalen Hurts run around back there and buy time, but he wasn't real accurate. See, this guy will be accurate when he moves around. He won't be just looking to run. He's going to move to throw, and that's what you have to understand. That is going to help the young receivers who are learning to play at this level more so than what we had. You know, last year we didn't, we wouldn't have needed this if we had veterans and we had Devontae Smith and Slade and, you know, Jalen Waddle and all them guys that were, had, had played and Najee and all them guys that had been there a few years. This time, having a quarterback that's able to buy time and play off schedule, Stephen A., it's, it's going to help those receivers. Don't you think so? I think so. I mean, his athletic ability, and then most importantly, just the marriage between him and Bill O'Brien. That's what has me the most excited, the marriage between Bryce Young and Bill O'Brien getting off on the right foot quick. But we appreciate that call. They're coming from my man Devon out of Washington, D.C., talking one Bryce Young. We're going to actually go to a break here, people. Don't touch that dial because when we return, we go behind enemy lines to talk some Miami Hurricanes with one Manny Navarro covering the team for TheAthletic.com. We'll be back after this. At the start of the fourth quarter, we throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. And folks, we are back into the action from the break of a number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We are in game week, five days until Alabama Miami depth chart came out today. But we're going to go to the In My Own Words hotline. We pick up my man, uh, Manny Navarro, covering the Miami Hurricanes for the Athletic.com. Manny, so happy to have you in here. How you feeling? What's going on? Hey, I'm doing great, Stephen. You know, I've been looking forward to this game for a long time. I'm a, a Miami native, born and raised uh, here. I grew up going to the Orange Bowl when I was a kid. Went to school at uh, Florida International University in Miami. So I, I followed the Canes since I was about four or five years old, back when uh, – Hail Flutie beat them way back in like 84 with that, that Hail Mary. So I, I've been very familiar with this program. And believe me, I remember that uh, Sugar Bowl uh, in 93 when, when Alabama took it to Miami. And I've been wanting to see the, the Canes get a chance to, to face the Crimson Tide again. So I'm looking forward to Saturday's game. Well, let's talk. Well, let's break down Miami here for a minute here, uh, Manny. As we got Manny Navarro live on the in my own words hotline covering the Hurricanes for theAthletic.com. So, Manny, just looking at De'Aaron King, and this is a dynamic athlete, five uh, eleven, a buck ninety five out of. Well, he's from Texas. He transferred into the program from the University of Houston 
uh, this past season. Had a big year in 2020, 27 total touchdowns. Nick Saban's talked about he presents a big challenge with his feet as well as his arm. But my first thought to you is, how healthy is De'Eric coming to this game? Uh, uh, his performance is in these last few scrimmages here, but how healthy is King coming into this matchup against Alabama? Well, I think he's as healthy as can be eight months removed from having surgery for uh, an ACL and a torn meniscus. Uh, you know, he told us the first day of practice, we actually got out, uh, had a chance to watch Miami go through their first two practices from beginning to end. And he looked really good to me, really comfortable cutting on that knee, uh, making all the throws. So I, I think, you know, uh, everybody obviously heals in different ways from, from major knee surgery. But I think from Miami's perspective, Everything is, is, is going in the right direction for De'Aaron King. Now, the, the best helper to a quarterback, Manny, you know this as well as I do, is having a good ground game, and Miami's got one returning the running back, Cameron Harris, who had 10 rushing touchdowns a season ago, over 600 yards rushing. Now, Alabama had some issues stopping the run this past season, looking to have those things corrected and fixed here, taking on the Canes this weekend. But, you know, how many touches could we see Miami give toward Harris, and what makes him such a dynamic running back especially between the tackles yeah well Cameron uh you know he played really well his first two games last year 134 yards uh in his first two games each game ran for 134 yards and then after that he kind of had a a lull there where he wasn't as productive and Miami's running game to be honest with you was pretty average last year but they feel a lot better about it in large part because of you know where they've improved on the offensive line if they picked up uh Navon Donaldson, a guy who missed all of last season, their right guard, 6'6", 348-pound, fifth-year senior. And, and you know, he's, he's uh, got 34 starts in his career. He's back. He's fully healthy, fully recovered uh, after sitting out basically all of 2020. And, and then they've got this really talented freshman, Jalen Rivers, who very highly touted uh, recruit. He's entering his second year at Miami. Looks, looks really, really good. So from the guard perspective, I think Miami went out and addressed it and I think that's why there's more confidence in their running game going into the start of the season. Obviously, they know this is a hell of a challenge uh, with what Alabama's got up front and, and returning. But I'll tell you, from a confidence standpoint, Miami feels a lot better that they've got those two guards blocking. And Cameron Harris, really, to me, he's just a, a physical freak. You look at him, uh, there's videos of him on YouTube dragging cars. Uh, he's doing these workouts, these private workouts. You know, I, I honestly think his backup, Donald Chaney Jr., is a second-year freshman, is probably a more elusive running back. But Cameron's the kind of guy who hits you, and usually uh, he knocks the other guy over. If you're just tuning into the show here on a Monday, we're joined via the In My Own Words hotline by my man Manny Navarro, beat writer for the Miami Hurricanes, covering it for TheAthletic.com. So, Manny, switching this now to the wide receiver room. Uh, Hurricanes, a lot of big-time receivers, but led by... Uh, my guy, my guy, Mike Harley. Mike Harley, a guy that's, you know, seven touchdown receptions a season ago, net the, net the team in receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns. Uh, the Canes also have Charleston Rambo. You got a big tight end there, and, and, uh, and Jordan Brevin. But also, you got also Desaigan Worsham, the freshman who Alabama was looking at on the recruiting trail, but Miami was able to swoop in there and get him. But the main guy is Harley. What makes him stand out as just a dynamic receiver? 
Well, Harley's a guy who, you know, he was one of those program guys, and, and he was in his fourth year last year, and halfway through the season, the light bulb, I think, really went on for him from a confidence perspective, and he really had a terrific second half of the season. It was really key for Miami and some big wins on the road, a hell of a shootout at NC State last year. Uh, you know, he just he just started playing like a guy that you that, that finally grew up, and so from the slot position, I think you've got a lot of quality with Mike Harley, you know, Rambo, you mentioned him earlier. He's a guy who comes over from Oklahoma. It's going to help them stretch the field. The guy I'm most excited about, and I think nobody's really heard of yet, and they will on Saturday, is Keyshawn Smith. He's a second-year freshman, somebody that Miami picked up out of uh, – that was actually originally committed to Washington State. And when Mike Leach left to come coach in the SEC, Keyshawn actually uh, flipped his commitment to Miami, signed with the Hurricanes without, without even taking an official visit over here. He is a physical freak, 42-inch vertical, super fast. He's the guy that I would tell you Alabama fans to watch out for because nobody's seen him do anything yet. He scored two touchdowns in the spring game, but nobody's seen him do anything yet in a real game, and he's the guy that I think is going to surprise people on Saturday. Everything starts, though, my man Manny with the head coach. That's Manny Diaz here for the for the Hurricanes. And he's known at times for bringing a lot of heat. He's known at times for calling a lot of blitzes, much like Coach Saban, Coach Diaz, defensive-minded individual. Could we see – could we see him bring a lot of pressures here, a lot of stunts, a lot of different looks here from his defensive front uh, against Alabama on Saturday? Yeah, I think without question. I mean, you you got to put uh, heat on, on Bryce Young in, in, in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, you look at this Miami defense, the, the lasting memory for me last year uh, with this group was what North Carolina did to them, where they completely shredded them on the ground. And you know, to the tune of over 500 yards rushing. And Manny wasn't the defensive coordinator then. He is now. He's taking over that defense. And, you know, one one big difference you could tell when Manny was the coordinator here at Miami and they were really good in 2017 and 2018 uh, was, was the pressure that they would bring, particularly with their linebackers. And, you know, Miami just lost two first-round picks uh, at the defensive end position. They've, they've picked up uh, – you know, a, a, a couple of transfers. They've had guys switch positions up front. So I think from the from the end position, you have to sort of figure out ways to create pressure until those guys are able to do it on their own. So I, I do expect the linebackers to bring some heat. Keontra Smith, he's 5'11", 212-pound sophomore, but he's light and quick. Manny Diaz named him the starter, weak side linebacker. He goes by the nickname K4 um, because he's, he's just really, really sound tackler in the box, really fast. So I think he's going to be the guy you're going to see uh, uh, bring some heat this weekend. He is Manny Navarro, ladies and gentlemen, covering the Miami Hurricanes for TheAthletic.com, happily joining us here on the show to break down Miami for the matchup against Alabama. Manny, appreciate you, my brother, coming on, helping us out here on the show, talking some Hurricanes as we are, pre as we are previewing this matchup. You stay safe, my man. Take care of yourself. Be good. You too. Take care, Stephen. See you on Saturday. Absolutely. Manny Navarro covering the Miami Hurricanes for TheAthletic.com. Good stuff right there, breaking down the Canes for this weekend. We're going to go to a break right here, folks. Don't touch that down. When we get back, it's back on you. We get back to your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your interactions right after this.
Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly. Test now Alabama Magazine. Don't touch that dial. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw the foes up. But now, you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. Back in here, people. Back in from the break. When I'm on one form for Bama football news, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Monday game week. Depth chart came out today. Five days until Crimson Tide versus Miami. But we're getting back into the phone lines to take your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That's number right to the dial. To let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. We grab a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Uncle Charles is back. Let's go. What's up, man? Man, what's going on, man? Man, I just been busy with my own child over there, man. Over there. Over my channel over there. So y'all, y'all want to go over there, man? Just put put in Charles Mabry in your search engine, and y'all can enjoy all the stories you want. And just you're welcome to come on over. But man, I've been around, man. Just been trying to get this channel up and running. But let me just say this: in uh, I miss my Alabama brothers and sisters. But let me just say this: it will be a hurricane in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It will come as quick as it's gonna leave. Y'all gonna get drugged. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna get hurt real bad. If you didn't learn anything from 1993, you should have learned. Let me explain to you how hard, man, how hard-headed Miami Eagles. What? They're hard-headed like my friend. My friend called me over and said, Charles, I got a hardness outside my house. And I said, well, man, I don't think you need to mess with that. I think you need to call them folks out there. And uh, he said, no, man, just come on, I'm going to hit him, and then I'm going to jump in the car. I said, well, I ain't going to get out of the car when I come over there. I unlock my door, and you just get in the door. Well, he did this. He throwed the rock up there, and them hornets came out. Hit him upside the head. Then he got in my car. Head all swollen up, and then he going to ask me how he looked. Well, how the hell you think you look? You got a swollen head, but I got some alcohol in the glove compartment, and you can use that. And he put that on his head and face, and it got swollen even more. And now you got nothing in your head. And that's all I got to say, man. They're hard-headed. They want to come down there and mess with Alabama. You're messing with a hornet's nest. And you're going to get ate up, and you're going to get stung upside the head. And that's all I got to say, man. I appreciate you letting me come on, bro. 
Appreciate Uncle Charles. It's good to have Uncle Charles back calling in, man. It's good to have my man back on the phone lines. We take our next call on the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Stephen M. Smith, Spencer Reveley from Lafayette, Georgia. How are you, sir? Man, I am doing outstanding, Spencer, but the better question would be, how are you doing? Doing outstanding. Got a uh, serious question for you. What is the one thing that worries you the most about this first game? Okay. One thing that worries me the most is uh, – the continuity right now of the offensive line, and I'm not saying it can't get there because it very well can. What I'm just saying here is you've already got competition at center between Chris Owens and Darian Dalcourt. So both of those two are going to have to play it out game one to see who will be the center you know, moving forward. I have all confidence in Evan Neal, absolutely. I have all confidence in Emil Echior, absolutely. I, I want to see what Javion Cohan does, but – we all kind of knew after losing Dickerson, Leatherwood, and Deontay Brown to the NFL, it was going to be a working progress with this offensive line. Bama has had some guys nicked up and beat up a little bit here by getting the guys back healthy. But my, my, my one concern is how, how cohesive will this offensive line be coming out the gate against Miami? I understand that. My personal one, after last year in the kicking game, I am more worried about if we don't score a touchdown on a given drive that we have to attempt a field goal and we miss the first one. That bothers me. Well, well my man Spencer, after, after, uh, after Will Riker went perfect last year, 14 for 14, we're just going to, to knock on wood and, and look at and, and all hope that he will continue that, uh, that perfection. But appreciate my man Spencer out of Georgia there for that call, helping us out here on the show. We take our next call of the evening. You're live on the show on a Monday. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Live on the show, caller. Don't about you, baby. Come from Fort Lauderdale. How you doing, Steven? Doing good. Doing good in yourself. How you feeling? Doing fantastic, man. Um, loving the show. I had to represent for you, baby. All seriousness, though, I think it's going to be much more uh, closer than you guys think it is. I'm really excited. I think it's going to be real close. I think we're going to have a really shot in the fourth quarter. Um, I really think um, you Bammers are really going to be thinking that it's a, a blowout, but I, I think for you, we're going to take you guys. My, my man from Fort Lauderdale got this game being close between Alabama and Miami. Appreciate my man there calling from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Got the game being close there between uh, both programs. I mean, De'Aaron King's good. De'Aaron King is good. My one concern is how healthy is he in terms of that knee? Because when you got – Will Anderson coming at you, Christopher Allen coming at you, Christian Harris coming at you, Henry To'o coming at you, and a bunch of others coming at you. How healthy is that knee for real? That's all I want to see there in the matchup. But quick little topic here, and it goes to Mac Jones. I'm going to say this right now. Bill Belichick acting like he don't want to name a starting quarterback. Mac Jones has done everything to make this so hard 
on Belichick, McDaniels, and the entire Patriots organization. I'm going to say this. 21 years ago, New England left the draft thinking we got the right quarterback when they took Tom Brady. 21 years later, it's thinking the same thing in Mac Jones because he had the best preseason of all the rookie quarterbacks through his first touchdown pass of the preseason in the 22-20 to 20 victory over the New York Giants. But here's the big kicker here. In three preseason games, Mac Jones, seven scoring drives, seven, including five touchdown drives. And these ain't no rinky-dink drives. He's putting together 90-yard drives, 75-yard drives, 70-yard drives, 60-yard drives. He is putting together long, sustained drives where he's having velocity on the ball. He's moving the ball downfield. He's moving the chains. He's keeping you ahead of a down and distance. Most importantly, the young man is putting the football in the end zone. So to me, just to me, I know how experienced Cam Newton is, and I get it. But when you look at the defense that the Patriots have back, having all the guys back that opted out last year due to COVID, and it looks like Mac Jones, you've got the guy you need orchestrating this offense. Why not name him why not name him the starter of week one? I mean, why not go with him as the week one starter? Because in the preseason, I know preseason is everything, but it's something. And during these games, Trevor Lawrence has struggled. Justin Fields has kind of been up and down. Trey Lance kind of up and down. Same with Zach Wilson. Mac Jones has been the one quarterback in the first round that's had steady progression throughout all three preseason games. If I'm Bill Belichick, I would go with him week one. We shall see, though, what transpires. But, folks, that's going to lead us to a break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. When we get back, I go into my depth chart shockers. Who were the biggest surprises to hit the depth chart with where they fell? We'll talk about it after this. I'm Malachi Moore. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube channel. you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We're back in the action from the break. Number one form for your Crimson Tide football news on a Monday. In my own words, George truly Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Before we get into the depth chart shockers, surprises on where these guys fail on the depth chart that was released today for Alabama-Miami. Got to remind you of TDAware.com. 
That's TDAWare.com. So for all of you Crimson Tide fans still overjoyed with the team's national championship, we want you to check out our championship collection merch. Now this means you grab you an 18 of them things, folks, hoodie, t-shirt or sweatshirt as well as our got 18 we do shirts designs that feature all 18 championship years on the back you head on over to tdaware.com do it right now tdaware.com you go to the championship collections merch tab and you get you that gear today showing that support for coach saban the university of alabama the student athletes and us here at touchdown alabama magazine but we now get into our depth chart shockers the big surprises from where they fail there on the depth chart and, and first and foremost the 2021 enrollees for the crimson tie i mean alabama could have several of these guys playing in this matchup first and foremost jc latham on the offensive line offensive tackle he was listed right behind Kendall Randolph at right tackle jc latham will get some burns somewhere in that second half of the game, so keep your eyes on Big 65, J.C. Latham. Uh, behind him, JoJo Earl. I mean, this cat right here, starter on punt return. Watch this this weekend. If he take one punt back to the crib, I'm probably going to lose in the press box. But JoJo Earl, starter on punt return. He is right there next to Slade Bolden as a slot receiver, so he'll get some burn there on offense as well. Keep your eyes on number 10, JoJo Oro. Going to see a lot of time there on Saturday. Behind him, uh, Ajayi Hall at wide receiver. Now, he was second behind John Mechie at the X position, the split-in position at the top of the formation. So, if Mechie was to come out for a breather, then uh, Hall would go in there, get reps at wide receiver. Next, we've got Kool-Aid McKinstry. Kool-Aid could not take the starting job away from Jalen Armour Davis at corner, but he is number two behind J.A.D. J.A.D. needs a breather. You will see Kool-Aid out there on the field. He's also getting some work on special teams also in the punt return aspect. Behind Kool-Aid, Kyrie Jackson. The man was hitting when he came in the summer, blowing guys up at 6-4. And Kyrie Jackson is listed as a backup corner at, at the right corner or the left corner spot. So if, you know, Josh Job has to come out, Jangan Armour Davis has to come out, you know, Kyrie Jackson is going to get worked in. He will be out there on the field for of his teams. That's Kyrie Jackson. But next guy to look at here is Deontay Lawson at linebacker. He could have an opportunity. He could have a real opportunity out here. Just, just due to, you know, Lawson is uh, right behind. I mean, well, he's after, well, after Christian Harris at, at weak side. You've got Jalen Moody and Deontay Lawson. He will probably, he'll more likely get out there that second third team unit in the second half. So keep your eyes on 32 there, Deontay Lawson. Behind him, Jalen Milrow. And uh, this becomes, um, if this game uh, is a blowout, I mean, if this game is a blowout, you're going to see Milrow get out there, get some opportunities. Now, will he also be worked into some red zone packages, kind of like Jalen Hurts ordeal? Kind of want to keep your eye on that also. But Jalen Milrow on there. Of course, I've already mentioned Kyrie Jackson in that defensive secondary. So, so just some guys there, uh, freshmen, early enrollees, shockers by how they fail there on the depth chart. Those guys could be getting some burn out there 
you know, on the field in this matchup here. As we move on to some other kind of, kind of depth chart shockers, we go to Cameron Latou. Cam Latou, who has leapfrogged Jamil Billingsley to be the number one tight end. And we all know how talented Billingsley is at 6'4", 230 pounds. Seems like he's gotten things sorted out there with Coach Saban. Was listed on the depth chart, but you got to work your way up to be the number one guy again. So this is a huge opportunity for Cam Latou that, like I mentioned, He's got NFL talent written on him at 6'5", 250 pounds. He can catch. He can run. He can block. Big body. He's got speed. Got athleticism. Buzzed all spring. Buzzed all summer. Had a great fall camp. And um, I mentioned this on Friday's show in last week. With Bill O'Brien, you just never know when that play call may come up where Cameron Latou runs deep or whether he runs a post pattern, whether he runs a timing or a crossing route, and he gets open and catches the ball, could be off to the races there. But just off of where he landed, number one tight end, kind of a you know, depth chart shocker right there. As we go now to one, uh, Justin Boygby. Now, on the defensive line, at the defensive end position, I thought Byron Young was going to be the replacement for LeBron Ray if he was not able to go against Miami. But Justin Boydby has become the guy. And athletic, can create interceptions, can sack the quarterback, can stop the run. Kind of an underrated guy on the roster. Doesn't get a whole bunch of pop or conversation. But here is his moment to go out here and do some things against Miami, disrupting the time of De'Eric King getting after the quarterback, stuffing Cameron Harris in the backfield, making life difficult for this Canes offense that's going to be coming in here to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So keep your eyes there on one Justin Boykby. And then last but not least here for me, uh, Dorian Dalcourt. At first, we all thought it was a lock at center where Chris Owens is concerned, but the final week of, fall, of preseason camp, uh, starting off with that second scrimmage, Dalcourt comes out of nowhere, has a really good second scrimmage, and has Nick Saban putting him and Chris Owens in a tie for that center spot. So both of those two will play on Saturday, but depending on who gives the most consistency, who gives the better effort, who's got Alabama playing with more confidence up front, will be the guy moving forward. So keep your eyes there on one Darian Dalcourt. And then... We got James Burnip, the punter, the Australian transfer, came out of nowhere and just took the starting punting job from Jack Martin and Todd Pirine. Coach Saban talked about it. James Burnip has many different styles to punting, and he's very effective with it. He was seen you know, out there working with the rugby team a little bit as well. So uh, James Burnip getting an opportunity to go out there and flip the field. Can he do what J.K. Scott did from 2014 to 17? will be interesting. We'll be interesting to check this out, but it was a shocker seeing Burnett sit there and pass up Jack Martin and Ty Piron. But those are just the depth chart shockers here for the Crimson Tide. Just 
based on where a lot of these guys landed on the, the, the chart in question coming out today. We got a couple of super chats to get to by the same dude, Juan Wickfield. That $25 donation dropped in five the first time and he felt so happy he had to come back with 20 more. So $25 here coming in from my man Juan Whitfield. Appreciate the love from him. As always, Tide Nation, you want the best in news, notes, information, and materials on your favorite program. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you right here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, Overcast.fm, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back. On Wednesday, continuing the conversation that is tied football. Remember, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. If you're also trying to get that fresh edition, print edition of TDA the magazine, you can get this by going to touchdownalabama.com. Click join, become a member, a subscriber today. That link in the description. And if you're also trying to get your hands on the four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry courtesy of our guys at weownthefourthquarter.com, that link in the description as well. But until next time, folks, husbands, love you wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. You get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Everybody be safe out here in the storm going on. But until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. You've been listening to In My Own Words. 